Welcome to What's Your Voyage, a podcast where we have people on that are up to stuff and we chat about the voyage of their lives. Sponsored by the one and only The Adelaide Set. Thank you very much and enjoy. We have a special guest, but before we get to the special guest, let me introduce the team. We got co-host William Twist. Hey guys. George Alexander Marlis. Yasu. Tatum Knowles. Howdy. And your host Hamish McLaughlin Lester. And this evening, without further ado, we have... Kimon Lycos, who is a well is a well renowned in Australia for his incredible marketing skills and has worked with organizations such as Makers Empire, the Impact Awards, and has founded an incredible podcast thriller called Forever Has Fallen. Kimon also owns his own B2B marketing communications company known as Michelle and or Michael Mile and Lycos. So that's it. How's your day been, mate? Yeah, it's good. It's good, guys. It's uh, another beautiful day in paradise. In, in oh, sorry, it's been yeah another beautiful day in paradise. Um, yeah, just a lot of customer visits and just running around, just uh, yeah, keeping things working at the business. So, did you start again this week, or did you start a bit early in the year? Uh, we started uh, last week actually, um, and then we've had a few more people of the team uh, come back in. So, but we're at full complement now. Yeah, cool, 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 George. I'll yeah. let you. Uh, so, yeah, we're just going about Forever Has Fallen. Could you give us a little bit of a background? Like, what is Forever Has Fallen? Like, for the listeners out there who, like, don't know anything about Forever Has Fallen, what, like, what, do you, what is it? I'm not too sure, actually. Something <laughs> <laughs> new. So, we, we, we kind of looked at um, Blockbuster. Pardon me. I'll just get you to hold your mic a bit closer. If yep. you... Yeah, we just pull it up. Yeah, we'll just sit there. Okay. Mic responsibly. Okay, yeah. All good? Is it? Yeah, I didn't yeah, like that's that. good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, we wanted to do something extra with uh, Blockbuster Entertainment because, you know, uh, we, we thought that movies were a bit sort of one-dimensional. So you go, you sit there, you get entertained, and that's kind of it. And we thought, how cool would it be if you were to create entertainment that used a lot of the digital tools um, that's out there? You know, uh, so websites, social media, uh, mobile, and so forth. And then we worked out that you could actually create a whole immersive world that's a part of the story. That's an important thing. It's not a separate thing. It's a part of the story. So, so you're like jumping between mediums or is this Yeah, all absolutely. Absolutely. So you follow the story. You, go, you can listen to Forever Has Fallen on uh, all the major podcast platforms. And in each story is something useful. So, for example, in the first episode, there's a mobile phone number um, is mentioned. Now, if you use that mobile phone number um, as a bounty hunter, so you join and you become a bounty hunter, chase down all the clues and everything, if you use that number, you actually get to interact with this mysterious character who gives you more clues. And some of those clues leads you into further, deeper into our world. So you get to explore all these you know, different websites that, that you may have heard of in the podcast or that lead on from, from other websites. So give you one quick example of how realistic this stuff is news corp thought that this was real <laughs> what can you please explain okay so the central company to the story is uh, a company called the forever social the forever social creates digital immortality for the masses and so we've created you can go you can look at it now the forever this website exists it's got people's profiles, it's got corporate history, it's got all sorts of things. You can even sign up and register your interest in digital immortality if you wish. 
So long story short, um, I'm out uh, on holidays. My phone starts beeping off, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? And, uh, yeah, we, we found out that News Corp had printed a full-page article about the Forever Social thinking it was real. They even had quotes in from the CEO because we'd put out this dummy uh, press release. So it was like they'd interviewed Carl Axel Matthiasen. <laughs> I'm like, this dude's a figment of my imagination. He doesn't exist. But I'm reading these quotes. I'm like, that's not real. Um, so, yeah, so it's all around you enjoying the story. Um, you know, it's a manhunt for this uh, Swedish billionaire on the run who's wanted for fraud and murder. And um, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And there's all these different things that you can explore as well that you can get extra content, get clues, solve challenges, and have a lot of fun. That's crazy. You're like basically like melding the digital world and the physical world into one. Yeah, yeah, oh, and, like and, and that's why I think it's got to be, you know, um, because why, why just have this sort of one-way entertainment? You know, why can't you um, explore? You know, like if you're watching your favourite TV show or watching your favourite film, you know, and there's a, a company is mentioned, why can't you explore deeper into that com- company? Why don't you, as a fan, get rewarded for doing that, and then find more about this world and go off if you like to? and explore more about the characters, more about the story. So, yeah, that was a good way of putting it, dude. So how did you, uh, like, what inspired you to create this in the first place? Like, has this something that's been a dream for you as a child? Like, like one day I want to create a full immersion digital world, or is it something that just, <laughs> like, how, yeah, how did this uh, it, it, manifest in, into this reality? It kind of just crept up on me. I mean, I've always had a passion for writing. Um, I've had a couple of cracks at, you know, creating, like, a, uh, a movie script, um, and... Um, I don't know, I, was, I, I just got to thinking around the Hollywood model, um, you know, like, you know, I may have at times used BitTorrent sort of thing, yeah. you know, <laughs> but it's like, well, because I would pay for it if I if I could, right? Um, but I don't think the, you know, the, the one thing that everyone's got to, has to keep in mind is that the market makes winners. So if the market is abandoning your product, there's a reason for it. Now, one of the greatest examples of that is, for example, um, Apple. They brought out iTunes at the very height of music piracy, but they got people to pay for it because they created the value for, the, for, for doing this, right? And it's the same for, like, Hollywood movies. Um, obviously, the fans are telling everyone, we don't see the value. You know, we can, we've got home theatres now. We've got Uber Eats. We're, you know, our behaviour's changed. It's expensive to park in most cities. It's a, it's a nightmare. So why don't you change your model to suit the market more? And that's kind of where it led from. So yeah. are you envisaging people doing these kind of journeys like on their in their home theatres? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, if we had the money... I mean, originally we um, wanted to do um, like feature film quality, you know, uh, but that takes a lot of money. I mean, yeah, it's like $88,000 per minute to yeah. make Hollywood, you know, uh, quality. What a film. number. Like, I had no idea about that number. Like, that's yeah. so much. Yeah. Stack up. Just, yeah. just, just thinking stack about this, like, the possibilities are endless. Like, you could legit create, like, like, a world where you could buy, even buy things. Like, yeah. you know, like, almost like microtransactions in real life. Yeah. Off, off from digital world. Yeah. So, like, have you thought yeah, about... It's like in-app purchases. Yeah. <laughs> it's like real life... In-movie purchases. Like RPG, you want some... playing game in reality. Yeah. And then mel- melded with the digital world as well. 
stuff. We're even looking at like a cryptocurrency so a that blockchain. we've got our own economy. Wow. Um, so we're still working on that. But obviously that's separate to like a movie, at-home movie experience. Yeah, yeah. Like that's completely What's separate. Tell me about that. That's pretty interesting because obviously, you know, Bitcoin's going crazy right now. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I think with like with the majority of, well, actually all of cryptocurrency, um, at the moment a lot of it's all around speculation. So, you know, I'd, I'd advise everyone, you know, steer clear of crypto and, and all that sort of stuff because like with Bitcoin, because I've travelled to Chicago, um, LA, New York, you know, investigating the whole crypto thing, right? I mean, basically there's 50 dudes around the world who own most of the Bitcoin and they get together and they make it go up and then they bring it down. It's going to come down again uh, because everyone jumps in to buy it. They make their money, they liquidate, and everyone else is left holding the bag. So I wouldn't be getting into crypto. Mm. Yep. But I do see a future for crypto. Um, in I terms do, of the technology itself? Yeah, and also creating um, new types of economies. Like exchange-based. Hasn't Dubai brought out the first like official... Uh, blockchain currency. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, now the person I was talking to, they said that only people that are citizens of Dubai can use it currently. Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's one of the benefits with something like with blockchain is because it's an immutable ledger. So only those who are allowed to be in it and have it can be there. You mm. know, and it's all transparent. Everyone can see everyone. So, um, but you know, blockchain technology and crypto, it's got a long, long. You know, I'm you know, of the age of where I can remember when internet came in. And I was around in Sweden, which was an exciting time because that was one of the epicenters of, you know, the, the big digital boom. And, um, you know, everyone was saying, internet's going to do this and do that and that. And it took 10 more years, you know, until these big things happened with internet. And it's going to be the same with crypto and blockchain as well. But it's exciting. It's, it's, it's exciting to be at the very forefront of it and at the beginning of it, but we'll see what happens. So has that always been a calling for you, to be at the forefront of, like, technology-related things in your life? Like, have you always been a bit of a nerd with that? Yeah, um, I'm just really curious. That's cool. Like, just super curious. It doesn't have to be technology. I mean, um, I love looking into things, you know, like with uh, politics and social justice and, um, you know, a whole range of different things. I like to... Uh, I, I like to understand what the other point of view is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I would describe myself as a moderate, you know, very centrist. Yep. Um, so you, you see the extreme right, the extreme left. Yep. Have you seen this, um, uh, the Netflix uh, uh, death, death to 2020? Death, no, no. no. I watched like half of it. That, 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 that was perfect because like that lady said, you know, the people to the left, to the right, they're all so unhappy it makes you want to puke. Yeah. You know, and they're just killing the, each other. The, uh, was that the black woman who said that? Yeah, 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 yeah. the sociologist. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah she was spot on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. And it's like, yeah, yeah. you are now my favourite hero. I mean, that's exactly yeah. how I feel. Yeah, no, it's very agreed. I laughed hard at that part. So, yeah, Kimon, yeah. what are you currently doing right now? What are you working on? Uh, so, at the moment, we're launching um, the second uh, part of our software with Forever Has Fallen. Um, so, because now we can, we've worked out how people use, uh, we call it Hunter's Lair, so that's where you go in and solve all the challenges. Yeah. So we've worked out how people use that, and um, so we've been able to make some upgrades that people will love and, and enjoy. Um, we're uh, marching our way towards a, a Kickstarter, um, hopefully in March, so we're just getting everything in line with that. 
I mean, we were really fortunate enough to get a um, a seed investor um, on board with Forever Has Fallen, and and that's been a tremendous help um, to get us to you know the software, the marketing, the creating of episodes and stuff like that. So, super grateful for that. So. You know, we're, we're hoping that uh, March, April will be a bit of a watershed for us, um, that we get the money to take it to another level, finish um, season one and hopefully kick on and do something freaking awesome. Ideally, what does that look like? Like, what is the dream, like the vision of Forever's Fallen? Like, where, where do you see yourselves moving? Like, if you had a magic wand, like, I could just right now, what would you... Oh, I dream of this moment, my friend. I dream of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I would like to see that we could create a new standard of production. Like I want us to be like a production studio, creating immersive stories, awesome our own stories, awesome stories that you participate in. Um, so we've got a few more stories lined up. So you know, let's get you know we've got three seasons of uh, Forever Has Fallen to do. Um, How many episodes per season? Uh, ten. Okay. Ten. Cool. So we've got five episodes out there at the moment. So let's get that nailed. Um, let's make that awesome. Let's learn a lot of great stuff from that. And um, then let's see if we can build a new type of studio. Because you know, I, I guess a general message to everyone out there who's kind of thinking, should I do something like my own business? Or, you know, I, I just don't want to be preachy here, but, you know, if you're 20, 25, 30... Um, do it now, because when you're 50, you've got too much to lose, right? Like, I'm sweating on my house, my car, you know, all my assets and all this stuff that I've spent all these years working to create. But when you have hardly anything to lose and you've got all the energy and time in the world, go for it now. Um, and with all the digital tools and platforms and, you know, the world really is your oyster, you know, just sit down and use your imagination and use your passion. And, you know, you can digitalize just about everything now. And you can create a global audience. You know, it's there for the taking. So, um, yeah, don't get concerned. Just have a crack and do it. So with that in mind, where do you see that your history and, like, knowledge and experience in marketing has, like, benefited you in this pursuit that you're doing now? Oh, man. Um, it's really weird that you say that because... It's it's hit me a number of times where it, this this sounds a bit wanky, you know. Can I say wanky? Yeah, 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 yeah cool, cool. Um, <laughs> Sounds a bit wanky, but it's kind of like I feel like everything that I've been doing has kind of led up to this. Forever has fallen, mm-hmm. um, because what I found is that forever is like I'm I'm an advertising guy. Mm. I'm not an entertainment dude. Um, so this is all completely new for me, and. All of the intricacies with the story, all of the intricacies with the um, uh, with the online escape rooms and the story world and all this sort of stuff, it's really tapped into all this stuff that I've been doing for the last 30 years. All the knowledge I've accumulated around technology, um, around uh, politics, around global markets, uh, around you know different people I've met, um, and it's kind of it's it's tested all of those things. So. Yeah, it's 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 weird, but it, it just feels like everything's led up to this. Yeah, awesome. Well, with that in mind, 
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Greek Radio Foros, and that was Mad Season, River of Deceit, their live performance. So I hope you enjoyed that. And this evening, we have a special guest on, and just, guys, this is our first episode back of the year. We're super stoked to be back with you guys. We have Kimon Lycos. If you weren't listening, he's a marketing guru, but he's also doing this thing that is like revolutionizing entertainment. Because you know how we don't really go to the cinema anymore. Well, we're normally at home watching with our home theaters or like our home surround sound and all that. He's created this podcast called Forever Has Fallen that incorporates like cinema and entertainment. I think that's the most simple way to put it. It's like a blockbuster story. Um, and, uh, and and you can participate in that story. You know, one thing I've got to... Like, people confuse it and think it's like a choose-your-own-adventure, and it's not. Okay. Um, you can't change the outcome. Okay. The only thing that you... The only difference that you can have between you yourself and another fan is just how deep you go. Mm. So the way that we set it up is the deeper that you dive into it, the, the, the more things that you do, the more rewards and... And the more value you get out of it. Oh, so it's, it's like, like a computer hunting. game. Easter egg kind of style. Easter egg, yeah. that's okay, so it, like exactly. Lots of, uh, like, really, really um, engaging at Easter eggs. Okay. Yeah, delightful and, surprises. And is there, like, can, do you think in the future, like, using yeah, come especially closer if you to the introduce a cryptocurrency type thing, like, could you introduce some, maybe some physical rewards, like, material in the material universe? Like, something like, oh, you know, here's a... You know, if you go deeper into this Easter egg, you might get rewarded with this, and you like, like absolutely. a parcel arrives or something like something weird like that. You know, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And that'd be pretty good on the marketing side, be able to collect and retain all that kind of information. You know, yeah. your postal address, if <laughs> yeah. you send them things, oh, we're not doing email that. address, all <laughs> that. You know, is, like, no, I don't but, know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, if, if it gets really that immersive, like, like say in ten years' time, say you've just killed it and you've done everything right, every, and you've had your ups and downs, but you most you're on track. Why not have a world where you have like physical stores, that, like almost like you have RPG money in real life, and you could like in between both worlds that you have your own like supermarket that's part of Forever's Fallen Ever yeah I mean one of my big like uh, one of the um, like I was super naive when I got into like I was looking at cryptocurrency Um, I I, I just did not account for the stupidity and greed of man right Um, and and, you know all the you know because I did a lot of travelling to the US uh, because that's where the real hub of it was Mm -hmm. Um, just to really check it out and work out what's going on and I remember I was in New York, and um, and I was part of this group. And then I realised, oh man, the locomotive on this thing has derailed. Mm. But everyone in the carriages back, they haven't worked it out yet. But it's going to leave the tracks, and it did. And so that happened. Um, so it was a massive boom. Um, uh, December. Um, this is what this is a few years ago now. I can't remember the exact year. Yeah, like three years. And ago. then literally January, boom, just. It just went bang, you know, and everything came off the tracks. Um, Is that when it went from like twenty k down to yeah. seven again? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of people lost a hell of a lot of money. People lost their homes and mm. all sorts of things. You know, I had people approaching me like, you know, literally like, I want to give you ten grand, you know, to buy my. And I'm like, no, just wait. I'm not ready uh, because I haven't got the whole economic system worked out yet. So. It's not a speculative thing that I want to do. I want to create a genuine economy, and I don't want to take um, big 
amounts of, you know, because I don't want people having too much of the currency either. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want anyone being able to manipulate um, the, the currency and, and all that sort of stuff, which is what happens real today. World. Yeah, real yeah. world situation. Yeah. So, wow. but I do definitely foresee like what I'd love to be able to do is so one of the sorry so one of the first articles I ever wrote um, was around how um, cryptocurrency could make it into the real world, and so yeah, man, my um, vision is I would love for people to be able to use Forevercoin, which is our crypto, um, and it's not out there yet, but use Forevercoin to be able to go buy a beer. Yeah, And it's at that point, when a fan of Forever Has Fallen can go and buy a beer from a pub, then that's when you know you've got adaptation. You've made it. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And I imagine, a, let us buy a Forever Has like you buy a Forever Has Fallen beer from the from the from the narrative Forever Has Fallen in the pub. That's not, not like necessarily <coughs> a normal beer. You know, like maybe yeah. you could find specific pubs that would allow that. Like Absolutely. Beer, so know? it'd be like a membership thing. So yeah. um, we'll have specific partnerships and relationships with mm, different things, different That's outlets. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I've noticed some online stores they're starting like even Shopify allows you to insert. Uh, receiving different coins. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so they good. were one of the first, if, if not the first, yeah, uh, to 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 accept crypto. Yeah, mm. which is pretty cool. Oh, so, which gives people the option to. Yeah, because obviously it's individual businesses. Yeah, there are the video game, the video games that are doing that already, but there's a legality with it. Like you, like for instance, in World of Warcraft, you can have gold in the game. Yeah, and people are trading that gold for real life money. Yep, and it's happened and like to a lot, a lot of like big amounts, right? But it's it's been like not taxed, so they started to tax it now and saying it's illegal. Oh, so you actually get an? I hadn't heard that before. Actually, yeah, all this stuff's happening in the MMO world, like massive multiplayer yeah. online, uh, all the in-game currency, like to an extent, you know, um, Bitcoin that kind of stuff. So it's all happening. It's just yeah. there's no, it's not legal. Like it's all um, black market trading. Yeah, it's like unregulated. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, gotcha. So it's actually yeah. not a part of the game design. No. Yeah. Ah, but I people mean, yeah, are. Yeah, you can use your real money. Gotcha. Real life money to get ahead and have a certain yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah. trading between players is strictly illegal. Yeah. Then some rich dude can yeah. come and go, hey, give me your points or your gold or whatever, and I'll pay you twenty grand for it. Yeah. And I, I can save myself hours and hours and hours. Runescape. And it's created a huge industry in South America. So like, there'll be like, in, especially like, I think in Venezuela, Colombia, there are like tens of thousands of people who just play Runescape all day, <laughs> like mine gold, and then sell it for. I've heard this. And that's their life. Like, I've actually, actually I remember their, seeing an article about yeah. that. Yeah. Try and scam you as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trim your armor, man. We'll trim your armor. <laughs> 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 it's actually like, yeah. I guess Runescape would be one of the OGs in terms of like, but in a really like kind of screwed up way. So yeah. what about loot boxes? Have you guys gotten into loot boxes? Is that what is a loot box? No. I have no idea what that is. So, Never um, heard of it. Loot loops? <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's another thing and, and it's, and it, they still don't know how, what to do with it but a loot box, um, and it's in a lot of games, um, like I think even Fortnite has loot boxes. Okay. Um, oh, loot boxes. Oh, loot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought said Luke. Yeah. What, what did you think I was saying? Luke. Oh, no, I thought you said Luke. Like Luke. the name Luke. Oh, come on. That was close. <laughs> that was exactly like that. Yeah. Loot boxes. <laughs> loot. <laughs> loot, yeah. Call yeah. Duty, you, you buy a box and you yeah. might get like this skin or this skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but, you know they're doing real life ones as well. So you pay like $50 and they'll send you a parcel to your house and it might like you might get like supreme $2,000 sneakers or you might just get like you know, like, like crap. Like, yeah, know, yeah. Like pieces of paper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sprinkle the raisin. And that's a huge industry now. Yeah, well, even sneakers are doing a similar thing with the raffles. It's yeah, not raffles. quite the same, but they do raffles yeah, for, raffles. like, 
to to then get a, like to be able to then purchase the great sneakers. So, what do you guys think? Is it like morally like gambling? Mm. It's it isn't, isn't it? In a sense, I think it's like anything in life, right? Everything has a positive and negative side. Every single thing, even like the most positive things, can be considered negative get too far into it so I don't know it's I guess you're always going to have that dilemma in everything mm. so it's a bit of fun but if you abuse it then you know yeah. you yeah. might lose well, out it's a, it's a and you probably will lose out because that gear it that the of way course. that you lose out yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. you have one cheese but you'd be alright but if you have a hundred you might get off <laughs> <laughs> so it depends. Yeah. I guess it depends with sneakers it's different though because you don't have to pay for the raffle it's just more like there's only a limited amount and that's the most fair way to do it so what you pay? No, you so, don't have to pay to enter. Oh. You just do a raffle at, to then be able to buy the shoes. Because oh, like, oh, what you had was heaps of people having reset. bots and all that. They would buy like 10, 20, like as many shoes as they could, and then it would all go on the resale market, and it would just be Triple like heaps on price. Man. Like my son, he's a um, he's a really good skater, um, and he, he works at a um, skate shop um, in in Adelaide. And he, mate of his works at another skate shop, and this other skate shop gets access to some of the later sort of models. And he was telling me that the pair of shoes that he got through his mate. So I'm not going to mention names because I don't want anyone to get in trouble. Um, but they um, uh, apparently these shoes like they're 120 bucks or something. Mm. But people buy them. Yeah. This blew me away. This is what yours, and they resell them. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it's a huge it's market. Like people have made millions reselling. Yeah. It's like crazy. Millions. Like, we were in New York. We also like we went to Supreme. Supreme yeah, we went to a full friends. just resale store. Yeah. Like but, and. But why fa- don't the shoe manufacturers cash in on this? Because why don't they sell them for? Because like, if the they cash cow, if yeah. they cash cow it, then they lose their branding. Yeah. It's yeah. You know like what I mean? So, like, them yeah. keeping it yeah. exclusive, but yeah. them having this after-sale market keeps them hot yeah. so yeah. then they can continue for years to come. Yeah. It's free marketing. They're, like, they're loving it. They're like, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So he was in the store, and he, and he got these new shoes that are, you know, like the it shoe. Yeah. And uh, he did a kickflip on his uh, on his board, and a kickflip obviously scruffs the, scruffs the shoe. Yeah. And he said, like, there was, like, 20 or 30 people in there, and their eyeballs nearly popped out of their head. Like, Freaking what out. the hell are you doing? What are you doing, doing man? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're skate yeah. shoes. Yeah. yeah. No, look, it's, it's, it's getting quite ridiculous. But even, like, I guess it's, it's, it's pretty OG. Like, even, like, think about op shopping. It's kind of, like, you know, you go to op shopping. You're going to get a cheap, like, we in Bristol, we I found an 18-pound Ralph Lauren vintage jacket. Now it's worth, like, a grand. So it's, like, yeah. it's kind of it's always been around. It's just, like, now with digital technology, we can, like, Oh, my daughter is super good at doing that. Yeah. Oh man, she's she, she'll go all around the op shops and stuff, and she'll come back and looking like a million dollars. And yeah, um, yeah, she she she's got an eye for it. That's for sure. Yeah. No, but it's just been I really fun having my size personally. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big problem. <laughs> yeah, you're a big guy. <laughs> so in terms of um, forever falling in its position in Adelaide, what like how like how's that been for you in terms of working in Adelaide? Like obviously like. All the tech companies are like in America and stuff. Is it is it hard kind of having it here in Adelaide, like the lack of you know community? Like, have you been involved a lot fourteen much and talk to those guys? Like, yeah. what, like even Rising Suns, right? That's Adelaide like based. Do you guys talk much and collaborate in any sense or? Yeah, so we. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to mention any specific companies, but uh, we did actually a um, an outreach uh, to a few companies, and um, yeah, I was I was disappointed with the. Well, not the lack of feedback, the, the total no feedback at all. Mm. Um, but I think that's just um, a part of uh, our maybe our culture. I mean, there's an issue that we've got in Australia. It's not an Adelaide thing. It's an Australian thing where we just don't collaborate 
on stuff. Mm. Yeah, compete against each other. Yeah, yeah. you know, and um, which kind of sucks, um, but it is what it is, right? Uh, so I've, I mean, that's why I had to go to the US um, a number of times, and sometimes just on a wing of prayer. Like I, I went to a um, uh, to a conference um, in Chicago. And um, a guy that I know, and that, actually, I'll, I'll give it. There's one guy um, called Shane Yind, um, who uh, was very generous and gave me a really key contact um, in LA. And uh, it was a guy called Sandy Kleiman, who's now one of our advisors. And Sandy was a producer of The Aviator. Um, he, he used to represent, you know, huge Hollywood talent, like genuine Hollywood player. Um, so really grateful for Shane um, for doing that. But, you know, I, so I booked a ticket to go from Chicago to L.A., hoping that I was going to get to meet this Sandy guy. And um, it was only when I pulled up at the airport in Chicago that my phone rang, and it was Sandy's um, assistant saying, OK, we'll see you tomorrow. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> but, you know, but you've got to do stuff like that. You've got to um, put yourself out there. You've got to have a risk. Um, and you just got to try things. So if I hadn't met with Sandy, I guess I would have spent, you know, the week chilling in L.A. and trying to meet other people, you know. But you've got to get out there and you've got to try to make your opportunities. Um, so uh, how do you do that without coming across as like, you know, to, in like a fair exchange? You know, networking without it being like, oh, take, take, take. Like how do you create that kind of equal balance relationship when you may not have necessarily a lot to give? So one of the best... Um, experiences I heard was um, Bezros who um, started up uh, Amazon um, I heard a really like this was just when it was sort of like taking off and the thing that he said that laid behind his success was by creating an exciting vision and just go and share it with people you know so it's not a sales thing it's not a trying yeah. to you know yeah. but you know if, if you create something that's exciting and interesting and that you're passionate about You'll be amazed at how many people Just either will, will clap you on and go, "Yeah, that's that's really cool." And if there's something that they can do to help you, then they'll help you. And if they can't, they can't. But they might be a part of your ambassador network and spread the word for you. Mm. Um, so be passionate about what it is uh, that you're doing and share the vision um, and and making it make it an exciting vision. You know, and if it's something that you really care about, then the enthusiasm and passion will just come naturally anyway. Yeah. It's like the difference between uh, marketing and, sail- and sailing. Yeah. Because like, selling is like, there's no, there's, if you do marketing well, you don't have to say anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? YouTube will just come to you uh, if you have something unique. But if you have to sell all the time and like call people up and like it's just exhausting, mm. you know? Yeah. Well, you look at like uh, uh, Elon Musk, you know, now granted, you know, he came from, uh, he'd sold out from PayPal. He had a truckload of money. Yeah, I think it was um, like 150 million. And he started up um, uh, Tesla. Mm. But Tesla's never done any ads. No. It's an influencer marketing. Yeah, yeah, from day one, you know, he's he's been able to create this incredible brand. And now, as we know, this incredible wealth. You know, like, can you imagine this new car company? And it's not really a car company. It's an energy company, in my opinion. Um, but this new company is <clears throat> worth more than all the incumbent automotive companies in the world Put together, yeah, which is wild. And but at the same time, is it a bubble? And is it just because you're a great marketer and great heartbeats? You know what I mean? Like, and corruption as well. How much corruption goes? But into all that. those cars, yeah. all those cars, yeah. I love them. like forty-four million cars. Yeah, and they and Tesla only produce like whatever, like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands they sell. So it's like 
the stats don't add up, but yeah. also at the same time, it's like the confidence in Musk compared mm. to like the confidence in these car companies. We're like, getting the world keen on a vision. I think yeah. that's yeah. that's a big it's thing, a right? Idea. It's like there's a vision of like exactly. yeah, and he's laid out the plan like, hey, here's what I want to do over the next ten years. Here's what I want to do over the next twenty years. Yeah. You know, he's got like space involved. You know, he's got yeah. all of these things that are just Tunnel, like this space, whole world <laughs> that you're getting into. That's like, yeah, this sounds like a utopia. But all the synergies, like, um, you know, I've got a good friend of mine who's an automotive um, expert, and he said the stuff that he's like, he's in, you know, car infotainment and stuff. That's aerospace grade. Mm. So he's so far ahead of the mm. car manufacturers. Uh, because he created the SpaceX thing, right? He'd revolutionised the so space industry. So he knows industry. all that technology. And that goes into Tesla. Yeah. You know, and um, that's yeah. how, I mean, that's how, that's a lesson for anyone on how to keep ahead of the curve yeah. is you compete against the very best that you can find. Don't be afraid of losing. Don't be afraid of failure. Just compete against the very best people that you can find or the best companies you can find and you'll always learn something. Or yeah, you yeah. might beat them, and you're ahead of the competition. It's like saying you, it kind of serves you to have a like reach for the stars in a sense. Like if you have a rocket development company, then obviously you're going to get some great technology, like perks out of it. Yeah. So why not put onto your cars, and then go further down the line? You can even like bring out these little. Please like bring out these little alcohol bottles. Like even these alcohol bottles, like they're so uniquely designed. They're like so weird, but like you want to buy it because they're so cool. Like just. Oh, the it Tesla whiskey, down. the Tesla tequila, or whatever yeah, it is. I've seen it. What is it? No. It's like a tequila bottle. Tequila alliteration there. So, <laughs> so, 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 naught to unconsciousness in 0.2 seconds, or yeah. what? Exactly. It's just, yeah, well, you hope so, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's renewable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, come around a bit. It's like a, it's like a lightning bolt. As, yeah. a, as no a bottle. Way. Have and you it seen it? No. no. It's on a metal, it's on a it's metal right. spoke. Like it's it's like, like I'll show you later. I'll show you. I've got a whole video of it. But you just wait when he brings out his $25,000 Tesla. Yeah. Oh, um, it's going to send the world crazy. Yeah, especially if they can do... Everybody's like, going to have them. If they can do yeah. ones for families as well. Yep. You know, uh, like four, uh, six, six to eight capacity. Like Cybertruck's cool though. Yeah. And then, and yeah, then he will end up becoming in the same... Like when it goes boom and when he's got mass appeal... He'll also become one of the world's biggest energy companies as well. Yeah, because oh, they're yeah. doing once he like creates all those roof tiles and stuff to be actually like significantly more efficient. But you can also use your car as a battery at yeah, home. That's what he's, yeah, yeah he's, he's, and his batteries are already the best in the market yeah. as well. Yeah, and, and, he's, and he's a decent guy. So I've actually listened to him speak. Like he's got his head screwed up. He's not too like I was talking about before. He's not too far left, not too mm. far right. He's like a really good moderation. Like, he keeps. He like unites humanity instead of separates. Oh yeah, I mean he's on an he's on an honest time. quest of he, he he thinks he could save the human race. Yeah. You know? um, read his book. It's a great book. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a biography and it's a really good read because you get a great insight into just what drives this dude. Yeah. No, he's he's extraordinary. So, in terms of um, like what he's doing in Adelaide, do you think what like in your opinion, what do you think he showed interest in Adelaide? I mean, South Australia with his batteries. So that just like a a publicity stunt do you think there's something he sees in Adelaide an untapped potential here that he's like oh if I build this battery then I've got a foot in the door in Adelaide kind of well this is one of the great tragedies with, with South Australia is um, you know I'm, I, I personally believe in uh, nuclear energy yep. yeah um, 100% I think yeah. you know we'd uh, very quickly, we've been part of research, um, some global research that showed that the more uh, you could decrease coal production, um, the savings in healthcare costs are, are incredible. Eight million people die a year from coal. That's yeah. it. So, 
um, you know, you, you feel that the Greens have really, um, what do you say, they, they've, they, they've shot their own with good intentions and everything. But if we had have been able to have nuclear instead of coal, we wouldn't have a climate change issue at the yeah, moment, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. 100%. Um, and so the great tragedy with um, uh, South Australia is we've got all this stuff here on our doorstep. Mm. You know, we could, we could create right now, if the decision was made, we could create a $100 billion industry. Yeah. And we could all retire, like on a super fund. Like we, we wouldn't have any more we issues. Have, we can use thorium. Like the next Dubai. 30% of the world's thorium deposits. So we got the, and we got the, the technology from China now that they yeah. held back for 30 years because obviously the Americans wanted to go nuclear. With yeah, bring the market closer to and then And then we've got the whole battery. Um, we've got all those raw products, as, um, as you're saying. Uh, so we could create a whole supply chain um, from um, mining through to production through to actually making something, you know, making batteries out of it. It's a massive opportunity for South Australia. Absolutely yeah. tremendous. So what do you think is getting in the way for South Australia? Like, is there? Like, do you think it's like some sort of establishment? Like, what's kept Adelaide or SA out of this? Is it just? Surely it's not just politics. Surely it's not. Yeah. What's stopping yeah. us from being like one of the wealthiest uh. places in the world? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's secrecy. Like they want to keep Adelaide a little bit of a secret. No, nice I, I think it's. A, I think there's a, a real conservatism. Yeah. Um, I think it's very cultural. Yeah. Um, which is really, really hard to, to, to fix, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the Weatherall government had a crack at, um, you know, getting nuclear on the, um, you know, on, on the dance chart uh, a while ago, but they completely stuffed that up. Yeah. So great for having a go, but the execution was very, very poor. I mean, I've lived in Sweden. I've, I've been around uh, nuclear, you know, I hate to, you shouldn't say nuclear waste, Facilities, but the nuclear storage. These things are like cities under the ground. I mean, they're very, very sophisticated, um, requiring incredible amounts of engineering and, and technology. It's not two guys digging a big hole, chucking it, in the, and, and, and carrying it over. And people here had no idea, so they they weren't given the right information to be able to create an informed decision. They were given pretty poor. Information. Well, that's what they did, it isn't it? They wanted to bury. They wanted to bury it, so they yeah. just did a crappy report, and they spent only three pages, four, three or four pages on thorium. I remember it's like it's only a hundred page report. Yeah. I read like quite a lot of it. It's terrible. Yeah. So yeah, well, supposedly we are getting the nuclear waste dump, it's a dumping site in uh, the Air Peninsula. It's set to be announced. That's yeah. according to Channel Seven on the first of <coughs> February, twenty twenty. Yeah. So that's um so that's still very low grade medical sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, so stuff that you don't have to be too too concerned with but yeah. you know on the production side we could do incredible you know it could be amazing but anyway he apparently like he, he was like not like the most renowned doctor or anything but he, he just worked out water and lemon was enough to he went from 80% death rates to like 1% yeah he's like what the hell's going on yeah. but none of these doctors in the in the mainstream industry just didn't want to take responsibility it's kind of like it goes to show that it takes decades of ideas to come into position. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not going to happen overnight. And it doesn't have to, I just want to say, it doesn't have to always be big. I mean, it's always great to try to think global and think really big, but, um, you know, being able to just come up with a smart, innovative um, idea that you can make a living off, yeah, that can be enough, you know. But I guess the general message that I like to, to give to young people is, um, you know, don't consider a job to be the thing that you've got to get. Um, you know, there, there's, there's other ways that you can make money nowadays and, and digital platforms and, um, you know, there's a whole host of things that you can do 
uh, where you can freelance, where you can work temporary, where you can upskill yourself. And you know, th- th- there's a lot of opportunities that you can do. Um, but my biggest advice is to follow something that you're really good at because, you know, like I met a guy today and I mean, this guy works big hours, um, but he said, this is my hobby. Loves it. It's the yeah. fact that I get paid for this is pretty awesome. You yeah. know? So even on your worst day, it's still a good day. Yeah. Would you yeah. say it's correct to think that it's okay to just have a slice of the market? You don't have to come up with this brand new idea, idea but as long as you can like, you know, make it look cool and have a slice of it, like, that's good. Well, I mean, there's two different, you know, if you look at like a Cirque du Soleil and, and even what we're trying to do with Forever Has Fallen is, you know, we're trying to create our own market. So there's a market that already exists. There's people who already like entertainment. We're trying to give them something that's a bit different. Mm. Um, and so that's a sort of blue ocean strategy where we don't have, there's no one really doing what we're doing, mm. but we've got a million and one competitors because we're competing for the most valuable thing of all, and that's time. Attention. Right? <laughs> Tension and time. Yeah. Um, but in most, uh, most things that people are going to do, it won't be something that's, that, that's why I wanted to make the point. It doesn't have to be this big brand new thing right um it it doesn't have to make you uh, a gazillionaire for you for you to call yourself a success um you know the thing that i always want for my kids is that they're happy i mean that's what we all want in life right is to be happy so if you come up with a an idea or a niche where you know you, you could become a designer or you could design you know uxs or you could, uh, you know, I don't know, come up with a new way of, of storytelling or so, whatever it might be. Um, you know, if, if you're able to make a living out of that and you're happy and content, that's pretty cool. So it seems like the obvious problem, that, and it's, it always comes back to this, is education. Like, the education system needs an update. Like, in, like they keep, uh, like, educating people to just give this, this, this. Why not find out what a kid really wants to do young and then help them build pathways towards that so they have a head start and instead of wasting like 18 years of your life why not just know at 10 right, I want to do this and then pursue that pathway but then the, the question is like how you know the manipulation of that as well like, yeah I mean know. I was really happy when my kids got out of school when they did yeah. um, because I could see that the whole education system was just really really bad mm. yeah. um, and you know my, my daughter she thrived in it yeah. because that's how she's made um, very studious and so forth, yeah. very academic, um, but it nearly killed my son, the poor yeah. bastard, um, <laughs> and and he, he couldn't wait to get out yeah. of, of school. And I remember he actually asked me, you know, he was he was like concerned that he was stupid. Yeah, and it was because he was struggling at school. I said, "No, son, you're not stupid. You're you're you've got this brain and this cognitive thinking ability and these talents and skills, and." You've got to try to somehow jam it in this really stupid, rigid system mm. that doesn't accept this, yeah. you know, and, and is expecting you to learn in a certain way. Mm. And that really sucks and it's unfair, mm. you know, no but justice. that's the way it is. So yeah. don't worry, mate. You're not stupid. You are smart. You'll work it out. And yeah. he has. I mean, he, he's, he's very happy in life. He's out of home. Yeah. Um, and, and he'll do his own thing. What he's doing now, I don't think he'll do for the rest of his life. He'll evolve and do something else. Yeah. And that's fine. That's cool. Well, that's, that's a great message, I think, to leave the Adelaide Setters with because I think that's a huge concern. A lot of people didn't feel necessarily at home at school. And that doesn't make you stupid. It just means that you just, you know, wrong place at the wrong time, in a sense. Yeah. And you just have to deal with it, harden up from it, and then 
keep moving forward. And especially now with mental health problems being so on the rise because of all the COVID and like lockdowns and stuff, I think it's even more time to really reflect backwards onto like who you are as a person, what your purpose is, and like find something you love to do because that will bring you like that happiness that everyone's you know. Big facts, chase happiness. Yeah, pursuit of happiness. Let's do it. Pursuit of happiness. Anything else you guys like to say before we tune out? Will. Uh, All good. Tatum. Um. So for people who watched this and for the setters how do they get in contact with you or how do they get on the podcast like is it weekly what's the details within your yeah so um uh, we've got a website foreverisfallen.com um you can listen to forever is fallen on all the major podcast um episode uh, sorry podcast platforms um if you want to uh, get in touch with myself um you can do it either through foreverisfallen.com or um, I get the messages through um, Facebook as well. So we've got a Facebook page as well. Um, check out the Forever Social. Have a laugh and a giggle um, about that. We've got 50,000 people have registered for digital immortality. They're going to be really disappointed when they work out it's not real. <laughs> um, so, uh, so um, yeah. Real right now. <laughs> but it's such a good marketing strategy, I find. Just convince 50,000 people that it's, you know... Emails it does look pretty. It does look pretty, <laughs> like yeah, you know, good. I looked at it just before. And, it looks and good. also for people that want to get involved with, like, getting engaged with this, is it just the best to start off with episode one, season one, or like, what's the best way to get involved? Like, go on the website. Like, if you just want to, like, I want to watch this podcast right now. Like, just so if you want the optimal um, uh, experience, then jump on the website, become a bounty hunter. Yep. Um, and so when you get into Hunter's Lair, um, you'll be able to listen to the podcast episodes. Um, join Discord because um, if you get stuck on one of the challenges, then we've got a whole heap of. I'm, I'm, I have to keep Forever Has Fallen going for these people because I think it's almost their full time job. Yeah, like they're they're helping people, yeah. uh, answering questions. So there's community. a really great community on Discord. That's cool. Um, so yeah, so that's the ultimate sort of experience. No, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thanks for having us, guys. It was was fun. Thank you. Thanks for imparting your wisdom, good stories. Appreciate it. And thanks for the beer. Oh, you're welcome, mate. Drink responsibly. And remember, guys, chase the girl. Life goes well. Thanks for listening or watching to What's Your Voyage. Please leave us a review on whatever podcast service you're streaming us from. You know, interact with us on social media. And thank you very much for being on The Voyage.